If my grandfather, Gus, were here, God rest his soul, he would surely ask, what's a nice Irish girl like you doing in a place like this? Literally surrounded by Scots. There's a lot of myth around this particular Sunday, this service, Kirkino the Tartan, how it began and why. My favorite commentary on it was by a Scotsman who said, it was pure flummery to think Presbyterians would ever bless inanimate objects, especially in the 1700s. And so this explains why you've been coming to us for the past 41 years. Like my Irish Catholic ancestors, like the Scots, like the American Episcopal Church, we've all had our share of problems with the English. And we Episcopalians owe much to the ancestors of you in this kilted throng. You see, there's good reason for the Scottish flag appearing in the upper left corner of the Episcopal shield. History tells us that on November 14, 1784, just a year after the official end of the Revolutionary War, Samuel Seabury was consecrated in Scotland as the first bishop in the new Protestant Episcopal Church in the new country. While he had been sent by the people of Connecticut to England to seek consecration in the mother church, the Church of England, the Church of England refused this consecration since Seabury could not and would not swear allegiance as required to the king the same king against whom the colonists had fought a long and bloody war to gain their independence. So Seabury did the only natural next step. He moved north to Scotland, where the Anglican church was not connected to the crown as the established church, and where there were bishops willing to do the deed and who had the credentials to do it so that Seabury would be part of the apostolic succession. Indeed, we owe our very beginnings to you lot. And so we thank you for the origin of our bishops and Sean Connery. <laughs> and we thank you for the perpetuation and the protection of that gene that guarantees red hair. For Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, for Robert Burns' sentimental Auld Lang Syne, and poetic, my love is like a red, red rose. A poem that is remarkably and shockingly more famous than his address to a haggis. And did I thank you for Sean Connery? You Scots are a proud people, and it is indeed a proud heritage. We spend a great deal of time trying to anchor ourselves, don't we? Tethering ourselves to a time, a place, a culture, a clan, a name, a nationality. To understand who we are. We are rarely 
just American. We are almost always hyphenated Americans. Irish American, Scottish American, rarely just American. I remember that I oddly felt my most American when we lived overseas in Sweden for two years. I had finally an identity that was clear and simple, no hyphenation. We long to know and proclaim who we are. Wired Magazine reported this past December that between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, leading personal genomics company Ancestry DNA sold over 1.5 million testing kits designed to provide insights into our ethnicity and familial connections. And they went on to contextualize that by saying, that's like 2,000 gallons of saliva. <laughs> Enough to fill a modest above-ground swimming pool with the genetic history of every person in the city of Philadelphia. DNA testing was the hot Christmas gift in 2017. And we are no longer just content to know our own roots, no longer happy with saying we have a mutt. We now want to be able to say that Fido is part Malamute, part Boxer, and part Dachshund. Yes, DNA testing for dogs is all the rage. And yes, we will not only bless your tartans today, bring your dogs in October and we'll bless them too. My friends, we seem to be living in times desperate to know where we belong and exactly who we are. And then we are given the gift of this morning's gospel. How reassuring in all of our doubt to hear the final refrain of John's text full of I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine, and you are the branches. We have an identity. When we are uncertain of who we are, we need only to remember this. We are branches of the true vine. We are planted by the vine grower and attached to the vine. Through our attachment, our kinship with the vine, we are fruitful. We have purpose, we have connection. We have a sense of belonging. We have community. We have identity. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry proclaims that we are the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement. There's a reason he said branch. Not arm, not division, not wing, not section. We are the Episcopal branch. 
attached to the vine planted by the vine grower. Our Episcopal identity is in Christ. Our identity, our heritage, our present, and our future. A branch of the vine. A branch called upon to produce fruit. The imperative to bear fruit appears six times in this very brief text. And fruit bearing is not something that we can force to happen. We don't just pop it out. The fruit grows because the vine grower has tended the vine. The vine is strong and true, and we as branches are securely attached and receiving all that is necessary for us to bear fruit. The closer our relationship with Jesus, the more closely we identify with him, the more we know who and whose we are. This passage from John is particularly precious to me as canon pastor here at the cathedral. It is one of the readings in the section of our Book of Common Prayer called Communion Under Special Circumstances. It is the liturgy for sharing the Eucharist with those who cannot be in community with us on Sundays. The rubrics say this, It is desirable that fellow parishioners, relatives, and friends be present when possible to communicate with them. A Eucharistic visitor or I will bring community to you. We will remind you where you belong. When I visit one of you in the hospital, at home, in a nursing home or a rehab center, I read this text. Jesus said, abide in me as I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide. In my love. We have our identity in community with one another. All branches connected to the same vine, planted by the same vine grower. When we greet each other at the peace, talk over coffee after the service, share a meal at cathedral night, work together on Love Denver Day, kneel together at the altar rail, or carry communion to those who cannot be here with us on a Sunday. We are abiding, and we are bearing fruit. And my friends, we have an identity, not one that will ever be detected on any home DNA test, but one that is nevertheless true and sure 
and abiding. We have our truest sense of self, our deepest identity in the great I am. We are the branches, and he is the vine.